With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. Uh, and this is the Love Hour Podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And we are not relationship experts or even relationship goals for that matter. Uh, we're just two people living life, trying to figure it out. We do not always get it correct, but every day we do strive <laughs> to get it right. Um, and before we get started, uh, uh, we want to do, I don't know if I should even call it like this week in the Frederick's household. Okay. Um, over the last couple weeks and I was, I wasn't able to say this last week. We had a guest. We did have a guest. Okay. So I want to make sure that I say it this week that, um, oh man, I don't know why I got emotional a little bit and I didn't want to be, uh, but our friend, Tony Baker, uh, his son, was uh or uh tragically was um killed in a car accident Mm -hmm. and um this has literally been one of the toughest two weeks of my life and it has in my life as well and it is uh not unexpected i honestly i am surprised how much pain i feel yeah i was really Surprised. I know how much I love Tony and, and Serene and Sincere, but uh, the pain that I feel on Tony's behalf and Sincere, Sabrina, and their mom, it is intense. It is intense pain. Um, obviously, uh, to Kevin's point, um, I have, we were just talking about this actually before we went live here, that we've all experienced death before. We've had, you know, people that we've either known personally that have passed away or, you know, their parents or grandparents or whatever have you, but nothing like this, where it seems like it is, um, you know, out of the order of life. Yes. Uh, You know what I mean? A, A child should never be buried by their parent. It's just not what you anticipate, you know? how life goes and so I think that's the part that makes this really really just painful um and the way that things happened uh that it was no fault of their own is another thing that just makes it really tragic and I think that's the best way to explain this before we kind of close this out obviously please make sure that you um keep Tony and his family um in your thoughts and your prayers um but in addition look at Tony Baker's recent post (laughs) On Instagram. And if you don't want to look, let me summarize for you. Yes. Tony knows that people feel sorry for him. They feel sad. If you come to see him in shows and in his comments on Instagram or his DMs, please do not bring up the loss of his son. He said that, and I think he's going to post it now, but if you're listening here, 
they are trying to get back to some sense of normalcy and routine and, and to move forward with their life, not on, but forward. And every time people offer condolences, it makes him have to relive the sadness all over again. He said he'd be having a good day and somebody brings it up and he has to relive it all over again. And the truth of the matter, although this is going to come off more harsh than I mean it, the condolences are well-intentioned, but they are to make your, us feel better. Yeah. Uh, we think we are consoling Tony or the person in grief, and we really are just starting that clock back over. If you watch Loki, it's that time pad, yeah. and they go right back to that thing. Tony doesn't want pity laughs. If you go see him, go laugh and enjoy him. You know, he loves the stage, and he's going back to the stage. Uh, before we move on, I want to say one thing that it's I actually. I want to say something to oh, you. Go ahead, go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I really struggle with my kids growing up. Like, I really be like, dang, you know, it's like, it's a happy struggle, but yeah. it's like Tony's situation. It's your worst nightmare. It is realized. And I already have those thoughts anyway. So having it happen is like, see, this is exactly why I'd be ridiculously worried. Yeah. And somebody describe your children as being your heart living outside your body. But before this, I'm all, they say, don't grow up, don't grow yeah. up, don't grow up. Jojo, don't grow up, don't grow up. But seeing this happen to Tony and his family has helped uh, me switch my mindset to appreciate life. The yeah. fact that my son is growing and taller, he might be taller than me. It is proof. It is it is it is a joy that he can grow and live and experience things. And no amount of not wanting to grow up is going to actually stop him from growing right. up. And with everything going on in the world, and not just my son, my wife, my marriage, my friendships, all that stuff. Like I'm not even. It wasn't that I didn't appreciate it. It was just I was trying to hold back time. And uh, we always did like the, the thing about this, and I feel so guilty. But listen, I paid for a trip for me and the boys for Christmas. Pretty expensive, mm -hmm. even for us. And I was a little frustrated, right? Because we budgeted and just worked out to be more expensive. We decided to do it anyway. And uh, when Tony lost his son, uh, Melissa was telling me that JoJo was saying that the thing that made him the most sad is that people all they have left is the memories and we tend to be a family that fills our life with memories and joe was saying that it's sad that they can't make any new memories and it really snapped my mind into enjoying as much of life as you can within reason I'm not saying yeah. spend all your money on vacations or anything like that but just to enjoy life because you it, it really is fragile and i think a lot of times we live in a way that we forget that it's fragile. Like a person passing away in a car accident isn't new, isn't new to us. Right. But a per, but that person, those stories are usually those other two children who we don't know. We feel sad, but we don't feel a connection. Right. You feel sad. Oh, they're so young. Right. There's so much life, and you do feel sad. But when you know that person, it it hits different yeah. in a, in so many ways. And I think it helped me. It helped my kids. You know, they're they're a teenager. We don't want to do anything. I was talking to Isaiah about it uh, yesterday. He was like, I want to try more stuff. He actually is going stuff. to go. He said he wants to go on a roller coaster now um, mm. because normally when he go and actually in two weeks, he's going to be able to figure out if he really means it. But he was I was 
having the same conversations about death with them. And he was saying, I want to basically, I want to live this life with what I have. Yeah. And so he's like, I've always been afraid to do, to ride a roller coaster, but like, I want to do that now because I realize it just offers perspective. Yeah. I actually just prayed. I'm sorry. Finish no, your no, whole I, thought. I, I was done. Um, I actually just prayed, like, with all of this happening, I said, God, give me perspective without tragedy. Yeah. One of the, the one way that kind of jolts you, like, you know, kind of jolts your perspective is tragedy. Like, mm-hmm. everything, all of a sudden, everything is like, this is so small. So, Why am I worried about yeah. this? So I don't pointless. want that next time to be a result of tragedy. Right. I always want to be able to kind of ground myself in what's important and what's not without it being the result of something tragic happening. Yeah. And so uh, for my kids, this is the first time they've experienced death, I think, this close to them. Absolutely. And that even Tony posted a a picture, and he said, man, we took this picture in Hawaii. We were on vacation. We had a good time. And I thought we were on that vacation. We were. It's just sad. Um, Last thing I'm going to say is uh, for Joey, my baby boy is 12. He'll be 13 next month. And what he said was, death is unforgiving. Mm. And I'm thinking, what 12-year-old, <laughs> really healthy, young, emotionally in tune young man am I raising that the word you use to describe death is unforgiving? And so I'm thinking... You don't know what that means. So I said, well, what do you mean by unforgiving? And he said, once it happens, it happens. There's no second chances. Mm. So I said, well, what makes you? My sister asked him, so I wanted him to repeat it. So I asked him, what's the um, what's the saddest part about this? And he said that these, fa- the because the, he was thinking, we went to the vigil. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about all the people that were there. And he said, what makes me the saddest is thinking about all the people that were there and they can't make new memories with their loved ones. Yeah. And I think that's the part, that's the perspective yeah. of recognizing, especially for us when we're um, retired, because we do a lot. And your son asked you to play the video game. And listen, before this, we always took the sign. I literally was like, I asked him, when, you, when we go to soccer, do, we, do you care if we sit in the car or, or watch? He was like, as long as you watch during the games, I don't care about practice. Now I'm like, I'm going to watch because it's just like I we always do the, the video games. Right. And just because, you know, we want them to have as many positive memories as possible with us. Um, but the thing about that Hawaii trip, and I'm so glad they came because there was a we had one show. Yeah. We all went to Hawaii. A we week had a early good time. And we just rode bikes or not bikes, but uh, those little go kart things. things. We went hiking, hiking. Off-roading. Off-ro- so many of the videos that Ser- Ser- Serena has is one video that she's posted of Serene. And they were, he was picking up rocks yeah. or shells. He was 19 at the time, probably, I believe 19. Yeah, that's probably about he right. He looked like he was five years old. Yeah. It, the, like the curiosity of it. But I'm glad that, you know, because I'd be like, you know, let's go. Yeah. Oh, let's all go yeah. to Hawaii. Let's all go to Amsterdam. Let's all stay in the same hotel. Let's all do this. And I... You know, I just want us all to have memories and, you know, all that stuff. But it's never come back so, like, yeah. I've never been so happy that we had that. Like, that picture of all of us there, yeah. it was it was sad because of how happy we were. Yeah. We were just, that was a great it day. It was a great it was, day. It was, <laughs> we got sober to crap. 
we came home, my shoulders, my head was burnt. I literally was like, black people can peel. I didn't know. Jojo was asleep. His little head was bobbling in that little car. We were all hiking. Funniest part of that trip, we was all hiking. We thought we was going to go hike for five minutes in this waterfall. This dog on hike was like an hour and a it half. It was like two. We were like, yeah. what the, whose idea was this? And then the waterfall, it was pretty, but like. It wasn't worth it. Was it wasn't worth the hike. But I'm so glad that we, that I even, uh, I don't remember the ladies, Dr. Nicole last week. What was her name? Yes, yes, yes. La she Beach. said, uh, it is a privilege to be able to hurt someone. Yeah. And it's a privilege to share this pain. Because in order to feel this much pain, you have to feel that closeness. And Serene and Sincere, I've been knowing them since they were uh, like 10 and 8. Wow. When they f- used to come around all deaf, when Serene used to wear glasses all the time. Mm. Always talk to him. Always talk to Sincere at the office. Melissa was saying she always talked to Sincere. Uh, Serene, I mean, I remember last couple weeks ago, I saw Sincere driving. I, was t- I text Tony, I was like, you son out here driving all alone, <laughs> going wherever he wants to go. He was like, yeah, they be out here fully realized. <laughs> You know, so um, I'm grateful that even in tragedy that I have people that I care about that much because I was in pain yeah. and having to perform is a cruel trick. Yeah. Having to make people laugh like the people thought the Philly show was when we found out. We actually found out on the New York show and they didn't know how hard it was to perform and how hard it was backstage, you know, right before those performances. We was back there crying and, you know, pulling it together for the for the shows. Uh, and I was just feeling like life is whack. Yeah, it is. Like we've been getting dealt, you know, a, a bad lot of hand. And I'd be telling God, like, I don't, you know, you say the whole too much you can bear, brother. I mean, you think highly of it. <laughs> you think too highly. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if I cut you off. No, it's fine. Uh, really quickly, I just want to end on the Tony note mm-hmm. that definitely watch the video, um, not just for Tony, but I think it helps with anyone that you know that is grieving or experience a, a, a loss of any kind. One of the best pieces of advice that I received, um, you guys know we're friends with um, with Danny, Stovetop Kisses, and her father passed at the beginning of the year. And um, it was actually the day we were supposed to be closing on our house. We were doing the yeah, pre-closing yeah, yeah. on the house. And I called Kev like, I can't go. I got to go to Danny's house. Mm. And so I like immediately went over there. And on my way there, I was feeling the like anxiety of like trying to comfort my friend who just lost her father. And so I called one of my other friends who's really close to one of my other friends who lost both her mother and her father. And so I was like, I'm going over here. And I like had all these plans. I was like, I feel like I should do this and I need to bring this and I need to buy the ticket because I don't want her to worry about anything. Like I need to be the one to do it all. And like, I just need to make sure that's what I should do. I like had a whole plan and she literally told me, don't do anything. Let her lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the conversation flow and allow her to lead and you simply be there and live in whatever moment she's in. Yeah. The single most best advice I've ever received for someone dealing with grief. And for Tony to have said that, I literally am going to call my friend. Her name is Sharice. I'm going to call her and tell her again, thank you for that solid piece of advice. This is the advice that I'm giving to all of you. Because experiencing grief with someone is sometimes very uncomfortable. And we often don't know what to do. And grief is not linear. With Danny, that that leading looked like watching Bling Empire all day. We started off the day 
talking about obviously memories of her father and the last time they talked and you know some of her childhood memories and then she was like I don't want to cry no more so we watched a full season of Bling Empire and had, I mean and had the time of our was fully invested yeah, by the time fully invested it was the best trust TV we've ever watched at the end <laughs> we got on the couch Kev and my sister came over um, you know a couple other people came over and we were talking about memories talking about our shared memories talking about the future talking about family members she would have to deal with once she goes to the funeral and gets on the plane the next day and the conversation looked like sadness it looked like uh laughter it looked happy at times I mean it's a mirage of happiness but still the very like the levity of the moment it looked like all of that and just living in the moment with her like man you know that's your your dad sounds like he was really funny or he sounds like he didn't take no crap from nobody living in those moments with her were great and then also watching bling empire was a great escape it's a good show so again just if you are ever in a position where you need to comfort or be with someone as tony said i think he's so beautifully put allowed them to lead the conversation and simply live in that pocket with them uh we also uh were saddened uh for the loss of nick carthen um, a comedian friend of ours in the comedy community. He didn't do Keep Your Distance, but he did do Tony Baker and Friends. Me and Tony were like not trying to have the same comedians do that. So it was, you know, going to be one or the other. Um, and Zooming with the Homies, right? Zooming with the Homies. Uh, he did a wording lot of is hard. Uh, uh, Wording is Hard. Did a lot of Zooming with the Homies, guest hosting for To Hear. Love. Did a lot of Squadcast episodes. Very funny. You know, I thought about, I had a joke about, you know, when you pass away, what's your last Instagram post? Like I, I, the joke is I want, if I pass away, I want Melissa to make sure my last Instagram post is reflective of what I have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have something d- dumb, like a sugar and grit song. Yeah. I don't want no, no doves on that, <laughs> but his last post before he passed away was representative of how he lived his life. Mm. He was dancing. He was oh, smiling I saw that. Mm-hmm. and it was just like, I was laughing because I was like, that's, that's how funny he was. Worked with him at all deaf way back, way, way, way back. Um, sketch did this Dame Dash sketch that I posted. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's senseless. It's, it's, it's tragic. It's unexpected, you know, and I feel like, you know, to his wife, his daughter, his family, friends, even his child's mom, everyone who know, knew him, uh, we all hurt for for him and his family as well. He's just an all-around good dude. Yeah. I mean, just an all-around good energy dude. He once called me, and this isn't to big myself up, he just called me maybe three four months ago and was, like, saying how much, like, uh, what we're doing was inspiring to yeah. him, you know, trying to build the app, trying to build – you know, the keep your distance. He was like, the fact that you guys look out for other people and you've given other people the the uh, platform during the pandemic is mm-hmm. what he was talking about. He was talking about how, like, Zoom with the homies helped him realize, like, there's more comedy aspects than just stand-up. Mm-hmm. There's Zooming. Because sure. he shines on Zooming. He yeah. shined on Squadcast. Uh, he shines in podcast form. And it's not to say anything about his stand-up. It's just, he was like... You know, most of us who started comedy 10, 15 years ago, it was only stand-up. Yeah. Stand-up, special, movie, acting, right. TV. Uh, and he was realizing, like, yo, there's podcasts, there's 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 videos, other there's avenues. other ways to be funny. You don't have to only be doing it on stage. So, um, again, just sadness, pure sadness, but, you know, some joy that you have good memories to look back on. So, you know, rest in power to, to Nick. Uh, and, and love and light to his family and friends. Yes. 
Um, and really quickly also to the other, um, uh, Natalie and um, Jaden. Thank you. I was thinking of his dad for some yeah. reason. Uh, uh, again, rest in power to Natalie and Jaden as well, who were tragically taken from us in the car accident with Serene. Um, and with that, we will take a break and hear from the Love Our Sponsors. All right, we're taking a break really quickly from the episode to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes for over a dozen top insurers all in one place. This is really important because as you are going out looking for insurance, I've actually been guilty of this for yeah. other things, having multiple screens up and yeah. trying to go back and forth getting or lost getting lost or pulling up your note section on your phone and being like, okay, this place was this much, this place was this much, this place is this much, and then realizing you miss this, that, or the third, like trying to do that is low-key it gives me a headache um and as we're all prepping for back to school my kids just went back to school uh things on your to-do list are important to start knocking off as you have the time on your hands and Polygy genius recognizes that time is of the essence and we don't have a lot of it and they're not making new time there's nope. no additional the time, time variance authority was just for uh, Marvel. Yes. Matter of fact, they didn't create new time either. They just altered the time that already exists. They did because there's no new time. So being this able is the to the sacred timeline and we're living in it. Uh, being able to maximize your time is really, really important. I personally have gone on to the Policy Genius site, pulled up three different options. You put in like this is what I'm looking for. Very specifically, these are the you know the different. <laughs> Um, uh, specifics of my situation, my age, yada, yada, yada. And then they'll say, all right, these are the folks that are kind of within the realm that you're looking for. These are their prices. What you want to go with, sis? You want to go over here? You want to go option B? You want to go option C? Like, what you want to do? What you want to do? You want to be a baller, shark caller? I was hoping you would get that. Okay. Uh, getting started is easy. What you're going to do is head over to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find the best price for you. Again, because you're going to put in the very specifics of your scenario. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for you for free. Again, they understand the importance of your time and so they ain't trying to waste it. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Again, policygenius.com. And now back to the episode. All right. So, um just to kind of transition from that, I know that was really heavy, um but I I it, I needed to do that. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I needed to do that. So last week I kind of rushed through it because I was trying not to feel mm. my emotions. But uh, nah, I really need my therapist to come back from maternity leave. <laughs> it's like, girl, you, you had the baby already. Listen, don't, don't don't bring all your clients back. Just come talk just to come me, talk Kevin. To this me. is everybody I get, but just give me a Tuesday afternoon for <laughs> your boy. That's so funny. Uh, definitely do therapy. We actually have better help today, and so we'll make sure that we plug y'all to the better help. Um, but really quickly, uh, we want to talk a little, or I want to talk a little bit about, and it's kind of piggybacking off the conversation I had a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about attachment styles yeah. and something that I said resonated with a lot of people on that episode. And what I said was how I am guilty of creating environments or Basically, I'm guilty of making myself invisible first. So I own my invisibility instead of experiencing it from other people. Say so you're not. Time. So I won't allow you, you know, the the 
what's the right word? I don't know if control is the right word, but I won't allow you the opportunity to make me feel invisible. So instead I'll shrink myself. Got it. So I own it. Not that it makes the, the, the feelings of invisibility any easier to handle because they actually don't. You still feel like no one sees me, no one cares, no one hears me, yeah. but at least I'm not coupling that with rejection as well. Mm-hmm. So I own it. Yes. And if somebody so, didn't do it to you. Correct. No yeah. one did it to me. I did it to myself. Therefore, at least I can say I did it to myself. You know? I get that. Uh, and so as I started thinking about this, I started thinking about, I, I think I said in the episode, but if I did not, something that is true for me is that I often struggle with feelings of loneliness. Mm-hmm. I haven't always, um, but it's something, a, a more recent kind of phenomenon. I'm normally the person that's okay with being alone. But I also have recently, today, realized the difference between loneliness and being alone. Please expound on that. So being alone is the literal state of not being physically connected to someone. So Mm -hmm. right now I'm in this office and both um, uh, Joshua and Kevin are in here. So I'm not alone. If you guys walk out, I am now alone in this building. Yes, That's more of a... Um, like the physical representation of being with someone or not. I am alone. Loneliness can have me being in the same room with the two of you. And I still feel lonely because it is an emotion. It is a mental state. It has nothing to do with your, the physicality of where you are. That's why you can be in a, you can be at a party. You can be a room in a room full of people. You can be in your home with your kids and your husband and still feel lonely i'm trying to find these song lyrics from her she talks about this what does she say she says uh shoot i think she says even when uh even with when i'm with you i feel alone i think it's focus on me focus on me uh while you're looking for it yeah So, um, again, alone is the physical state of being, of not being around or attached to anyone. And loneliness is actually the perception of being alone and isolated. It is a state of mind. It is not a state of being. It is an emotion. Um, and I, there it is. I found it. I was looking up focus and it pulled up Ariana Grande. Uh Oh, I was like, girl, this, I don't know none of these lyrics. It said, uh, uh, but I feel alone even when we're alone. Oh, like got even it. We're yeah, alone, we're, yeah, yeah. When it's just the two of us, I still feel alone. I still feel alone. Yeah, because you're not focusing on me. Is a song. Can you focus on me? Got it. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Okay, I understand. Um, and so I think one of the things that happens in um, specifically because I w- I want to talk very specific. Obviously, it's the love our podcast. We're talking about love and relationship. Talking about b- that loneliness feeling in marriage and like yeah. how that happens. So I think I've talked enough about like what the differences between loneliness and being alone is. So in focusing in on uh, loneliness, it is really a very complex. I did. I have so many notes. I'm hoping. Yeah. I have like all of these. Good grief. Last night you didn't know what we was talking about. I did it. And then, and, and, the then, gave this and then the Lord gave this to me. He said, listen, let me give this to you. You'd be like, appreciate your Lord. Yeah. Lonely. It's loneliness <laughs> is one of those feelings that's really complex because it is a state of mind. And I also think that it, it, it can feel like sadness. Mm-hmm. I also think it can feel like rejection. 
Yes. So I think what I think of, I think when I think of, when I think of my own, like when I'm in a feeling of loneliness, what I am feeling is act really, if I like coupled all of it, it's really, it's sadness of feeling like my relationship to people uh, isn't where I want it to be, therefore making me feel invisible. Mm. That's kind of how it all kind of came about for me yeah. is that in making my in not feeling seen um and it can show up very differently i'll give some examples okay. of like what can cause loneliness feeling unheard or not listened to feeling unloved or uncared for feeling disconnected feeling anxious and bringing up issues which when i read this that i one's... thought of communication yep if you feel like if i tell kevin this he might respond like this. Therefore, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel that as well. Yeah. Like if I if I bring this up to list, you know, research tells me mm -hmm. that she will likely respond like this. Right. Um, I didn't know that was associated with loneliness. Uh, yeah. I think it all boils down to the idea of feeling seen. I mean, I'm again, I've done, you know, my obviously my research on this, but I also am just going to couple like my personal experience, I think. Yeah. And that um, I think for me, it boils down to this idea of feeling like you can relate to your. No, it's not that you can relate to them. I mean, it is a two way street, but also that they understand you. Yes. I, I think that loneliness is a very and I don't necessarily know if this is a bad thing. So I don't mean it that way. I may just have limited language in explaining it. Um is that it's kind of a self-centered feeling. Right. And I think the cure to it is that making sure that other people are able to see you and you're able to communicate with them and relate to them and kind of have those intimate connections with people. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you feel, then that loneliness creeps in. And what it's about is telling yourself, because it's a mental thing, they don't understand me. Or, or no one understands me. Yes, and also... What I imagine, right, so I don't want to go into specifics of what happened in our relationship, but there was a decision I made that made Melissa feel like she wasn't uh, seen, heard, or valued, right? In your mind, because it is so pre present to you, yeah, your mind will be like, there's no way they don't know that that's how that made me feel. Right. Even if they don't know, you know what I mean? Like, your mind will be like... They are doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. They 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 know we were supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and then they did X, Y, and Z, and they're doing this to hurt me, to make me feel separated. And that, you know, in, in some ways it adds to that. Uh, it does compact because compacted, yeah. Yeah, because it's all that's the rejection piece. Keep going. Yeah, I was just saying that, and a lot of times when you have that conversation, it doesn't necessarily make you feel better, but knowing that the person uh didn't do that can sometimes uh, make it better or worse, right? Because right. if, you, if you didn't know at all, right, then that might mean you really weren't even thinking about it, which is in some way worse. But, or it could be just depending, or being like, oh, you were thinking about something else, like the malice in the palace, just for an aside. What We talked about this in the podcast. What Ben Wallace is feeling because he lost his brother, more anger, more frustration than right. normal. What Ron Artest is laying on the scores table to decompress. decompress. 
they're taking that totally different. Absolutely. If Ben Wallace could have asked him, why are you on the scores table? And he'd be like, because I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. I'm feeling anxious. And, my and I'm in therapy. Told, and my therapist, and my therapist told me to take five. <laughs> and I can't think of another place to do this right now because it's a lot of stimuli. He might not throw the bend. Right. Him. But that's what happens in marriage. We Really quickly, if you haven't watched Malice in the Palace, it's untold on Netflix. Freaking phenomenal. Really, really just interesting story. The whole series, I think, is going to be interesting. Um, but I want people to know that Ron Artest took a timeout. That's what he was he doing. He did. His mama said, go sit in a timeout and think about what you're doing. And he said, okay. He did. He just did it at the wrong time. But continue. Uh, in marriage and in, in often relationships, so many things, the Brene Brown, I believe it was, who said uh, one thing that helped her marriage helped her marriage is to uh, either say or ask. The narrative you're telling myself is, yeah. if just understanding the person's mindset, because a lot of times in a relationship, not all the time, but a lot of times your partner is not purposely trying to hurt you. Right. They're unaware the impact of their actions and what they're making you feel and a lot of times just hearing what they're actually thinking it quiets your mind mm -hmm. your mind is telling your mind is always going to make it worse for sure you know uh so a lot of times a a great defense of that and not all the time because sometimes people are trash and they're doing it on purpose so i don't want to excuse that but a lot I'm, i can just say in my relationship I am blessed to know that Melissa's never intentionally like, yes, I actually was trying to hurt you right. on purpose and I was being malicious. Right. Most of the time people are unaware of how their actions are making you feel. The danger zone is telling someone, making them aware and make and having them not care. Somebody can be aware and still make a mistake for of sure. hurting you because sure. a lot of times, especially in our relationship, I make the same mistake in new and creative ways. <laughs> I'm so creative. I could make Melissa's feel unseen in a myriad of ways. I create new ones every week, so much so that I don't even realize. <laughs> you know, but a lot of times what's happening in my own mind is I have a lot of things that I'm thinking. Yeah. And the way I process information is very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, even at work, they often told me, hey, one thing you don't realize is when you don't say something, who it affects down the line. Right. If you forget to say something, that affects these many people. It's not just you forgetting. So right. it's really imperative that you remember. And the same thing happens with Melissa and I. If I make a knee-jerk response, a reaction, my mind doesn't even think anything. But what ends up happening is it affects Melissa this way, Josh, whatever. Like, quick aside, I know we're all over the place, but it's going to make sense. Go ahead. I have a friend in the music. I'm not a friend. Somebody I know on Twitter that I follow. I'm when, liking how you're differentiating between yeah, this at this yes, point in life. Yes, need to make great. that clear. <laughs> Person I follow who works in the music industry. When Donna didn't release, yeah. she was like, Kanye is selfish. And I was like, huh. Because I'm only thinking from the artist's point of view, I don't like it. It's not ready yet. Yeah. I want to make right. sure it's not ready. She said, what most of you guys don't think of is there's a whole team of marketers, sure. A&Rs, radio. There's all this stuff that's set up. When an artist doesn't, uh, like Josh was saying this too, usually they have, sometimes they have to take the album from the artist and be like, it's done. Uh -huh. Because down the line, all these people are affected by you not making your deadline. And the artist is only thinking about the art, not the copywriter who's been staying up preparing to do the rollout, not the label head, not the intern, not this person, just the art. And I think that same thing happens in relationships. Sure. You're only thinking of how you feel. And sometimes you're justified and you have your own stimuli and all that stuff, but we're not often affected or uh, aware of how our 
decisions affect people down right. down the line. Yes. Look, every human being was born to create. Whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. And Skillshare is an online learning community that offers the membership with meaning. Have you guys been watching my city recaps? I've been doing my walks. They've been doing very good. And doing photography, video recaps. I've been low-key challenging Josh. He doesn't know we're in a race. But I've been looking at how to take great pictures on Skillshare. I've taken a couple of photography classes, a couple of graphic design classes, a couple of video classes. And you can see on my Instagram, when I put the, the city and the little location, that is my Skillshare skills, okay? I've taken five steps to find your photography style and develop visual language. That's the last one I've taken, and it's by Emily Satzger. And people have been like, yo, Kev, are you doing this yourself? Like, are, is Josh taking these? Are you editing these yourself? And the answer is I'm doing it all alone because Skillshare. Joshua was already naturally talented, but I want to be as good or better than him and taller than him. And although I am taller than him, I'm not better than him, but I'm closing the gap because of Skillshare. And here's the thing, guys. I just do it for fun. Like, really, it's just a hobby of mine. I'm not a professional photographer, and you don't have to be. Skillshare doesn't mean you have to monetize this creativity, creative part of yourself. It could just be you want to do something. And I like photography, and I like taking pictures and making video and making it interesting. And these classes help me express that creativity and in a fun way. And you can do the same thing. Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than 10 bucks a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Love Hour. Love Hour. And get one month free of premium membership. That's one month of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Love Hour. Guys, listen, it's still summer. And it's going to be summer for a little bit longer, especially in L.A. So you look, we were stuck in the house last year. This year, it's still hot. We was just in Baltimore. It was very hot. Yeah, it was hot. hot. Uh, we're approaching the hottest part of L.A., you know. So even though I'm traveling, getting a little brunch situation. Y'all see me? I've been wearing shorts for you have. Your legs this whole good. summer. Kevin, my husband told me he wanted me to wear my legs out more, and so I bought every short. It's an amazing every short. quality of you. You're very long, sexy legs. And you want to showcase them. And what better place to do that than with Faraday? Faraday makes perfect clothes for this summertime. Family run brand making high quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. You know, you've been searching for that ideal summer outfit. The short set, the shirt, the dress makes you feel like you had it for years. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's in a gorgeous print. Maybe it fits perfect, makes you feel young again, but it's too good and cool to be vintage. Oh, yeah. That's Faraday, baby. I actually have a, a white dress that I have for them, which if you do not own a white dress in the summertime, summer, springtime, uh, you're missing spring, out. Summer. Yes, September, spring, summer. Uh, you are missing out. You absolutely need a white dress in your wardrobe, and Faraday makes one that's like chef's kiss. That's the one you wore in Orlando, and people complimented you every time you turned the corner. Actually, that's true. That's the Faraday dress yes. you were wearing. They were like, what'd you get that from? Actually, that is true. And it to was a, yeah, actually, I received a lot of compliments. And you on know why Faraday's amazing? Because they're so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever, ever. no ever, matter ever. what. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving you, the Love Hour listeners, 20% off. So stock up on your summer clothes right now. Head to FaradayBrand.com 
Use the code LOVEHOUR20. LOVEHOUR20. At checkout to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code LOVEHOUR20 at FaritayBrand.com. F-A-H-E-R-T-Y-B-R-A-N-D.com for 20% off. I thought you were doing it more in the key of U-S-H-E-R. I messed it. I, I, I messed it. And now back to the show. Okay, and we're back to the episode. Um, I think the thought that I was completing is one thing I'm working on in our marriage, in my part of it, is taking more time and realizing how my actions affect others. Mainly, Melissa, my children are usually, you know... Uh, <laughs> They got feelings. They, yeah, they're not. They got feelings, but I don't. I don't think my actions affect them as much as sure. I as as they do you. And I think my uh, tendency is to move quickly and not be aware of what that quick decision means for other people in life and in marriage. So that's one thing that I'm working on uh, because I just fly by the seat of my pants often and not. Uh, I'm not aware of what that means. Right. You know. But it's a. I would say it's a new skill. Uh, to be de- to be developed or a new process, I guess, not a skill. Yeah, I think so. The um, I I now have to share what I am working on because people are always like, Melissa. I'm like, y'all realize every topic on the love hour is generally gen- uh, a problem that I've had me myself personally. That's how I come up with the topics. But y'all like to say, Melissa, don't never share. Hello, hello. <laughs> You're I just need to get that up. I know, but folks love to be like, I don't watch the love hour that much, but every time I do, which is twice, Kevin's always sharing this because he always says, I am working on this, where the whole podcast topic was a result of what <laughs> I am working on. It's so interesting how people, if you don't say specifically, Clear, right? you don't say specifically, people be like, you don't never. Yes. So, so interesting how that happened. Nine times out of ten, if it's not a question from someone, it's probably generated because it's what I am experiencing. Mm. I digress. Um, <laughs> I just have to say that because I'm like, you I do. people don't give you the benefit. I of the never doubt. get the benefit of the doubt, child. I just feel like I don't. Anyway, um, feeling uh, unsure. One of the things that they said. There's a lot of them. So feeling sadness, empty, hopeless. Uh, one of the other things was that uh, the feeling of worthiness and obviously me melissa hi uh for me that is something that i struggle with clearly we've talked about this um and so owning that you know the feelings of of worthiness are something that i struggle with and so a lot of times me can project (laughs) that out to people and so owning that again because loneliness is a state of mind it's what you're telling yourself and the thing about the mind is that it is so powerful that it doesn't know uh reality from like imagination so if you believe or you're imagining conjuring these feelings of loneliness it will create the environment for you to be lonely so do you think on that thought right when your mind creates that do you is it the actions are are now created so the same feelings i was listening to a podcast this morning and she said the same feelings that you that you conjure that create the feelings of loneliness are the same feelings that will prevent you from reaching out to people to cure that loneliness so and that's remember and i was saying at the very beginning that i create the environment Okay, yep. That's that. So I can be guilty of feeling lonely. This is something I've just said I struggle with. Uh, are these feelings. To your third episode of the Love listen, Hour. This is Melissa explaining what she wants. I on. struggle with feelings of loneliness. 
And what that does is to like double down on that loneliness. If I'm, for example, experiencing it with Kevin, instead of saying, I need connection right now, instead of saying, I need whatever the intimacy, the whatever it is actually in doing this, this is part of the reason, again, before we started this podcast, I was like, I was having a lot of thoughts this morning. We should like have a conversation after this because I'm realizing that I am doubling down on those, my own feelings instead of trying to work through them by not saying something aloud. And one of the things that can, um, again, kind of like worsen or exacerbate those feelings of loneliness is not speaking up. And we can assume, and this is dangerous, if I'm feeling this way, I wonder, he also, or my partner also must be feeling this way, and they, it's not one-to-one. No. So I can be experiencing, you can be experiencing these feelings of loneliness, and your partner can be off in peaches and cream land with butterflies and roses. And literally, like, I just want to make a joke here because this is really funny. What a sobering thing when you think another person's mad like, for instance, Melissa creates this environment where we feel lonely, and it's almost like, I've told her before, it's like when you put the magnets on the opposite side, mm-hmm. and it's like that. And uh, you go upstairs be like, he better be feeling lonely. And I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm laughing. Right. I mean, just cracking up. And you're like, so you ain't feeling lonely? Right. We mad at each other. No, no, you're mad at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> you think your partner is feeling the same thing, but they... It's not one-to-one or it's not at the moment. They right. could have just been experiencing it, but might have taken a shower and said, I'm right. going to clear my mind and do something else. And you're still feeling it. I, I, I stepped on your thought. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I think what happens is for in our relationship, a lot of times I'm not aware of what you're thinking, mm-hmm. but it's like, for example, maybe I'm upstairs packing and I come downstairs and I'm like, I'm going to go see what Melissa's up to. And almost RoboCop-esque. Hmm. Something's off. Doesn't seem, subject does not want to be approached. Right. So even if I came down to connect. It's Iron Man-ish. Iron Man. Iron Man probably better. Uh, Jarvis, assess the scenario. Uh, Wife does not want to be approached. She's working. She's busy. Does not want to be bothered. Now, even though I came downstairs with the intention of giving you a kiss, hug, and gave, engaging right. conversation, now I feel like, well, if I if I talk to her now, it's going to interrupt what she's doing. It's going to make the situation worse. Let me go back upstairs right. and continue what I'm doing. So now that lonely feeling is, oh, snap. See, he came down here. He even talked to me or whatever, even though my assessment. Right. Or and maybe I even say, hey, what are you working on? I'm doing this. I'm doing that or whatever I'm going to call. Whatever the case is, it's the same way you're doubling down. My reading of the scenario is also is giving me she doesn't want to be bothered. Right. So it becomes a, it becomes a cycle. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And I think, again, I'm giving like my own experience. You guys have to remember, I'm, I'm no expert here. OK, so as he was talking, one of the things that became kind of clear to me is that loneliness is the mental, a mental feeling. It is a feeling. It's, it's yeah. a mind state. But I do believe that it starts exterior. It starts in the physical world. So you can create that distance, so to speak. These are examples um, when there's poor communication. I just said that. I didn't realize I had it down here. Communication. (laughs) I think a breakdown in communication between you and your partner, you and your loved one, is one of the quickest ways to feel lonely yes not being able to share good or bad news and build that bond we're talking about intimacy is what we're talking about actually yeah that breakdown will create that isolation 
let me pause you. Go. I hate sometimes that we share so much of our relationship, but we're going to stop the love hour eventually, and y'all just going to have these episodes. And you're it's just back, go you back. guys. It may end at the it's end of the year. It's going to end at the end, soon and very soon, because we ain't going enough. Perfect example, right? Melissa was like, a couple months ago, I feel like we're not sharing light stuff with each other. Mm-hmm. It's either serious conversation or nothing. So I'm working on what I want my next tour to be, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm me, Josh, Angel, to hear Melissa and our families are all feeling the weight of this many travel days. So I've been telling Melissa, I can't keep up this pace mm-hmm. and build the help build up the streaming service. I can keep up this pace if all I'm doing is that. Right. But to come home and keep up with the app and meetings and development, it's entirely too much strain right. with no relief. So we've been talking about that. So Melissa's like, hey, you know, share small stuff with me as well. So I go to share something with her. And she's like, actually, we, we couldn't go into depth really at that time for whatever reason. In my mind, I internalized that as this is not important to Melissa mm-hmm. at all. And she asked me to do this and I try to bring it to her mm-hmm. and she didn't want to see it. She's feeling something entirely different, protecting her mind in another way. Right. So here's what I almost always do then. Go talk to somebody else about it. Mm-hmm. In this case, my brother. I talked to him. He ain't got the loneliness thing. Right. He's just like, brother's brother. Yeah, man, let's do this and that. And this idea is further developed. And now the the, the connection I was seeking here is severed. Yeah. And it was also a bad interaction. Right. I go seek that somewhere else. Good interaction. What does that tell my mind? Don't share this with this person. Right. Share it with this person. Now, take this out of my wife and my brother Say this is a coworker, right. work cousin, work wife. Now you like, man, I, you're so easy to talk to. You're this and that. Next thing you know, panties are gone. You done slid in. Hello. And that's how it goes, Josh. Just that quick, huh? Coochie been eat. Hello. You like, hey, ho, oh, you were listening to me. But it doesn't start with coochie bean eat. It right. starts with, I had a positive interaction with you when I was seeking that with my spouse. Right. And a lot of times that's the un- developed part yes of like even this i can own my part if i could say which i didn't hey when you know is there another way we can do this is there another way we could talk about this because i really want to establish this part of our relationship and i know it hasn't worked in this way because the easy answer is she don't want to talk let me go talk to somebody who's going right uh give me what i want but that doesn't develop our relationship right that just gives me the positive interaction I was desiring, even though the reason I'm not getting the positive reaction is because of years of not even doing this correctly. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was pretty good, Kev. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I think your vagueness, hopefully they followed along, but I know what you're talking about. Um, You know, I don't like to talk about stuff publicly if we haven't talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just follow along, man. Y'all know enough to get it. Yeah, he was talking about PTSD. I call it PTSD is is how I described it. Um, And let me tell you one more thing, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. In my mind, I don't put this on everybody. I could have been wrong 24 out of 26 times. If I had pure intentions the 27th time and it doesn't go well, it erases the 24 times right. I was wrong. Right. I'm like, see, even when I try and do right, it don't go right. And that's right. why I do what I do. And that's why I don't talk to you about this. I'm going to go over here and talk to whoever. You know what I'm saying? But all I really did is make the situation worse. Right. Because now I've had another conversation. Maybe the ideas developed further down the line. And then the next time you hear it, you're like, dang, you done developed all this and we ain't even talked. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, you didn't want this. So I went and talked about it with somebody else. And this is what you asked for. Right. And now you're playing, you know, you're you're making your spouse the enemy. Right. And what I was going to say just really quickly, uh, just kind of, I think people in the the 
comments are saying they got it. But just to kind of add a little bit more like context and meat on the bone is that it begins this cycle. And the reason why I called it um, PTSD is very specifically if you've had a not specifically because I'm about to go back generically. If you've had an interaction with your partner once and it's hurt you mm-hmm. um, and maybe you are in a space where you're like, we want to work on this. We want to get it better. That doesn't mean the very next time that the interaction is familiar, yeah. your body doesn't say, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yes. yourself. Because if you go down this path, you're going to be hurt again. So protect yourself. But what happens to your partners, they say, I'm trying, you're rejecting this. And that's kind of the interaction that Kevin is describing with us. And so I have to be vulnerable to put myself back out there. But my vulnerability is being shielded because of years of being hurt. And that's human nature. Yes, but it also compounds that feeling of loneliness. Absolutely. And so, again, it goes back to this idea of feeling rejected or creating the environment um creating the environment of rejection because my energy and i literally in the moment at least in the specific moment kevin's talking about i did recognize melissa you're not handling this right but you can't get over your feelings of wanting to protect yourself so i have to say i hear you I'm having a hard time engaging because my mind and my body is saying, don't do it. It's not going to work out in your favor. Mm -hmm. What does that do for this scenario? Yes. Compounds the feelings of loneliness. It pushes your husband into the same reason you're feeling this way Mm -hmm. right now. Let's take a quick break because Joshua keeps showing us that we have an ad. And while we're talking about our marriage and maybe you're finding yourself (laughs) identifying with us, I'm really grateful for BetterHelp being a podcast sponsor. Yes, we need it. We need BetterHelp. As you guys know, I did struggle for a while finding a therapist. I finally found one. Uh, Kevin is using a new one because his is on maternity leave. Enough, man. Forget about that baby. Come talk to me. Luckily, I have BetterHelp or I had nobody to talk to. Right. BetterHelp helps you assess your needs and will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It is really important. I told you guys, we uh, actually, you liked the EFT therapist. I did. So we're going to start on that path. But just as important as it is to start um, couples therapy, it is really important that you also start your own individual uh, talk therapy. There's a broad range of experts available that may not be available to you locally. In addition, with the world that we live in right now, you may not be comfortable going outside of your house or going to see um, you know, someone in person. And so being able to talk to someone virtually or over the phone, uh, whatever is most convenient for you is just actually really nice. And it just saves you time because like traveling to someone, finding parking, sitting down, and then doing the opposite, it just isn't always the most convenient. Listen, the one thing that pandemic has helped me with is virtual therapy is where it's at yeah it really is i think you can get really stuck on the idea that you need to go into an office yes but better help has taught me us that you it can be just as effective and you'll get the convenience uh without having to go into someone's office so you don't lose anything by you know doing telehealth therapy i think it is something that's really beneficial and honestly it's just caught up to like the 21st century um Visit BetterHelp.com slash love hour. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P and join the one over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer to our Love Hour listener, listeners, you will get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Love Hour. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash Love Hour. Remember, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis or helpline. It is professional therapy done securely and online. Online. All right. So I think um, some of the one of the things that they were saying is uh, where loneliness can start to creep in in marriages is whenever a shift happens in a relationship. Mm. And so it made me think about all the shifts Oh my God. That we have had. And the most recent one is you going back on the road and touring. And so anytime a shift happens, especially if you're not in therapy, shout out to Barely Help, or you're not communicating, those feelings can start to creep. What are you thinking? I'm pausing you, interrupting you in my mind because we've toured before. This was a thing we've done before. Uh huh. But this tour, you're not on. No. So this is a brand new experience. Yes. Because prior to Real Comedians, I didn't tour like that. It was one-offs. I'd leave right. on Saturday morning. You'd drop me off. You'd pick me up on Sunday morning. Right. That is not leaving on Wednesday night, coming back Monday. And in my mind, we've been through tour before. Right. But you were on that tour. Being sensitive to the um, the shifts and the changes of life, the seasons of life, I think is an easy, not easy, but like one of the telltale ways, uh, telltale easy, I'm not quite sure what the right word is, I'll think about it, but uh, a way to like check in with one another yes. about like how are we handling this transition and be, making sure that you're being an emotional support for your partner. <sighs> I can't believe I didn't see this at all, and I feel dumb. Uh, Why do you have to feel dumb? That's how my mind works. You're oh. either smart or you're dumb. Hello. You're not dumb boy. Dumb boy. Don't do all that. Uh, but <laughs> I think uh, I tricked my mind to think this is another tour. Right. Right? And I remember Angel Marcus was like, we start therapy now because this is something unexpected. The other thing that I realized, the pandemic was a transition unusual right. right that loneliness when we're in the house what the heck is this right i remember being like this is really weird yeah because usually that time is a vacation time we have like a lot of time together uh but the tour if we were if i was being smart or we were recognizing could have been like hey this is a new transition let's go into therapy with this in mind mm -hmm. what are we doing and also i just want to say one thing that i realized at least in our relationship so much hurt happens by trying to help. What do you mean? For example, well, trying to help and operating on old information. Melissa and I have been together 21 years, married 17. Melissa, when our boys were young, 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 used to go on girls' night very rarely, right? Because we all had little kids. We all had little kids. I'm talking about once yeah. every quarter, if that. No money for date nights often. During that time, when Melissa was in a date, a girl's night, I would not bother her mm -hmm. because it'd be the one time in three or four months where she could be a friend and fun first, not wife and mom. I'm mm -hmm. talking about boys very young, probably one one in diapers, at least one in diapers. Um, it had to be two in diapers. They're two years apart, almost exactly. 
Oh, yeah. I guess. Okay. So Joe in <laughs> diapers or Zay in diapers before Joe. Somebody was in diapers. Hello. So during that time, my mind was when Melissa's out with her friends, don't bother her because she doesn't get that much time out. Mm-hmm. Taking information from 2007 right. or nine yeah. into 2021, where I'm like, hey, Melissa's at home. I'm on tour. She's hanging out with Danny or Mel or she's getting her nails done. I'm taking a piece of information from 2007 and saying she's with them. Don't mm-hmm. bother her. Well, now mm-hmm. this is a different time. Right. She gets that time. Now I'm also gone four days out of a seven day week most of the time. Now that check-in is more necessary. Right. But I never bothered to update the information. I just meant, oh, girls, night. Night. Not weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm applying a, a old piece of information sure. to a scenario, and they're not one and the same. So we talked like, hey, we need to probably check in more, yeah. do these things, because now I'm feeling disconnected. In my mind, I am giving you the girl's night. Sure. Even though at this relationship, 10, 15 years later, that's not what we need. Right. But nothing, I didn't even think to upset it or, or uh, to update right. that information. Now what was working, which was probably the, and honestly, when you're doing that four times a week, and that's literally Melissa being gone from seven to midnight. Sure. She's like, girl, don't be, I'm not going to text you. You're yeah. having a good time with your homegirls. You went to see a, a concert. It's literally a music soul child. Uh, you, no, you, it was uh, uh, Bobby Brown them new edition. Oh, oh, we saw music. Yeah, soul we child. saw music together. You went, I mean, I'm literally going back to that one night, yeah. which was one night yeah. out of like, I think that year you might have only done that concert. Yeah, well, I had the, such a good time though. But my we were, mind is saying we were don't so text churchy. That oh my gosh, the pastor said don't t- don't tell nobody you want to see that music. So chaka, we you went to that. To that. My to serve Jesus, I know that much. Listen, and I tell you, we had a ball. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, you're doing good mm-hmm. because you're not bothering Melissa on a thing. But now this is three or four days where you're not checking in because I don't want right. to. And here's how your mind works, right? When I call you to check in, I hear Mel or Danny or whatever. And this is no hate. I love yeah. Mel. I'm, I'm gl- actually glad you have Danny and Mel there. This is no hate. But in my mind, it says, oh, she's doing something. Right. She's she's uh, hanging out. They're having a good time. I'm now intruding. Let me hang up. Right. Let me not call because I don't want to bother you. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't checking in. Does he care? Yeah. And Mike, I'm thinking I'm caring. You're thinking I'm not caring. And it takes one or both of us to say, hey, we need to do this or that. And it's, it's even more frustrating to me as a person. The, probably the most frustrating thing in a relationship is to think you're doing something right and it's having the opposite of your intended effect right. and you don't even know it. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, how many doggone times have I been doing this? Right. And I did not check in and say, do you want me to call? Because right. Melissa was like, listen, you ain't, we don't have to talk for an hour every time. Right. But let me know. So I'm texting, you know, and she's like, uh, listen, text ain't enough. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to need you to, I need to check in with you a couple times a day. So that adjustment all comes from thinking you have the right, in, or actually having the right intentions. Right. But it not being perceived the way you think it is. And without you and your partner communicating that, then you don't realize what you think is happening is not happening. And I think it goes, everything you just described as I'm thinking about it, it just really goes back to the idea of, you know, if you're using us as an example, and I'm sure people have their own example of uh, checking in as an example, I'm interpreting it this way 
which is going to, so something physical is happening that I'm interpreting in my mind. Yep. And now I'm going to create a storyline that's yes. associated with that. And you're going to be that. J.K. Rowling. A- you, it ain't, it ain't oh. just a story. There's backstory. Novels. I mean, and you, I'm Novels. The, I am the villain in your Game of book. Thrones. <laughs> eight seasons. <laughs> How long are the episodes? An hour and a half? Hour easy. Hour. <laughs> like, you are creating those narratives. And then what you're going to do is manifest what you're thinking. And it's faith is what it is. It's just a bad <laughs> faith. <laughs> That's a man thinking in his heart. So is he. You are literally manifesting what you're thinking. You are creating the world. Something you are, physical. You are the Scarlet Witch. Yes. You are the Scarlet Witch creating yes. that, uh, whatever the city she yes. lived in. Oh, I can't think of it. From Wester- no, Westeros is Game of Thrones. Joshua. Joshua. Where was the Scarlet Witch in Vision Living? No, not, West- <laughs> not, Game, no, of not Game of Thrones. In WandaVision. Well, yeah, WandaVision. I don't either, because all I could think about was all the different like it's gonna drive me crazy. eras they were Patreon in. Patreon people, what was the name of that city that they lived in that she created? Something Pennsylvania. She said the way y'all both Westview. Y'all to, yes, Westview. Someone said, just said it. Yeah, Westview. 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 You are you are you are creating your Westview. You one hundred percent are. And then one of the things. Um, Oh, man, so many things are making sense for me right now. But one of the things that Esther Perel talks about is when you pick a partner, you, uh, you pick a, a narrative, a you role. pick a, a role. And it's because you the more you do this, the more I'm going to interpret it this way. And now I'm going to do this. And then I which makes you that. do what you're going to do, which makes me more do what I'm going to do. It's like, you know, I want you to do the dishes. I really want you to do the dishes, but I'm always doing it. Well, that's. I'm not giving you the permission to be lazy or not do the dishes, but I'm also giving you permission to not do the dishes because I'm always doing them. So it's only. I saw a dog on TikTok. The mom is doing the dishes, fussing at the kids for never doing the dishes. And he's like, well, can I do them? Because when I came down, no, I don't never get no help in this house. Well, let me do. You ain't doing it right. Okay, so do you want the help so, or do you want to be right. able to do it and then say you don't want that? You don't have help, right? Because you can't do both. And and the dishes the, are already clean all the time. And we and so you cre- literally you end up creating the, the your own narrative. They never do this, and because they never do it, I always do it. And because I always do it, they never do it. And because they never do it, I always do it. So it literally oh creates God. its own. Y'all, this should be charged. Niggas is really putting their whole marriage out there Man, it's real. Life for help. And it'd be the most impactful. I'm literally like this. It always makes so much sense post. No, it does. And but as in real time, you'd be like, oh, no, Why are we, are? Well, we don't uh, know. On, enough. Thing. Let me say this. Yeah. This is the part that's really hard. Right. This is all after. Yes. In the moment, you just be like, what? We mad at each other. I don't. What's happened? I thought so, we was having a good day. I came. I literally was like the other day I came, I packed my suitcase. I came downstairs and I was like, why? What happened? (laughs) Something happened. We not, we sat again. I'm going out of town. I don't want to, let me go back upstairs. It was good. We was at, it was fine. And it just compounds. Oh, it was fantastic. No, he was showering then. When? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I was. Okay. But it just, and that happens in... You, you, you've created the environment you didn't want mm-hmm. and you've, you've exacerbated it. 
and you don't, I, and I truly believe you don't mean to. No, no, you, no. You not you must specific. I mean, like people. Yeah, yeah. You just you're thinking about something, and in your own head, right? Like, say I'm going to talk to Josh, right? And Josh has a lot on his mind. And he says, like, man, this, but man, can't be tripping, whatever, man. I'm going to just do this little job and go home. And I went to go talk to him, and he seems preoccupied. Like, it's amazing how a look, oh, a yeah. thing, I'm talking to you, and you grab your phone real quick, right? My mind interprets the one movement. Oh, he ain't paying attention. She ain't paying attention. She ain't looked up at me. She's looking at her laptop. I'm trying to talk to her. And I'm talking about 0.7 seconds. Yes. In this scenario, if I don't have, I have decided without saying, if I don't have your full undivided attention at this moment, you don't care about me. Doesn't even matter that I'm interrupting what you're doing, not giving you a chance to give your, I came in, Melissa's here. Hey, baby, let me tell you something about this. I think that I should do this for my next show. What do you think about that? Wait, what now? She don't care. Mm -hmm. Just that quickly. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, hey, do you have a second to talk? I've got an idea. If now it's not good, when is? I've decided in my mind, you need to listen to me now. And yeah. if you don't, you have 0.3 seconds to decide. And, and, I'm, and I'm creating the rules for this. <laughs> you blink three times in five seconds. Yes, I text mid-thought. And it ain't never the first thought. No, and it's it's, forget about that. Why don't you understand my seventh thought? You didn't hear the six Ooh. minutes of dialogue. Ah, my mind said, tell Joshua this. Should you tell him the beginning part? That's his. That's on him. <laughs> Should you tell him the, where this is coming from or where it's going? No, Josh, pizza, remind me. All right, that's done. <laughs> Josh is like, okay, remind you of pizza? Remind you about? Literally, but that's how fast my mind works. But that's how we put ourselves in scenarios. We created rules of a game that the other person doesn't even know sure. they're playing yet. And then you get mad at them for not, under, that's not responding the right way. They that's don't good. even know. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, that's so, so true. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Now and I'm going back upstairs with an attitude for two hours because I set you up to fail a game you didn't know we were playing. Right. I be racing cars. Just like when I race cars, they don't know we're racing yes. to red lights. And look at them stupid and I won. They're like, we were racing? Mm-hmm. And I hate you as a driver. I, again, I, you're literally describing how loneliness starts in that it's an it's a physical thing that you interpret in your mind away and then you carry that on married at first sight yes jacob yes Haley went out yes didn't text him yes he decided he did i should text you but if i do you're gonna respond like this that's gonna make me mad because you're mean so therefore i'm not gonna text you but when you get home I'm mad at you because in my figment of my imagination, when I texted you, you said something mean. Right. You didn't text me and say, come home. Right. No, because if I texted you, you might have said, I'm going to stay later. Yes. And therefore, you were going to stay later. And therefore, you never wanted to come home to me. And there, you don't like me. So I'm not giving you opportunity. But I'm fully going to be mad as if I had this conversation yes. with you because in my mind, I did. And you were wrong in it. It is the projection for me. <laughs> Uh, and that, listen, we all do it. I'm guilty. Me, I am guilty of it most certainly. And it's only going to worsen. And that's why I think at the root of loneliness is the breakdown of communication. Absolutely. I never thought of that as the first domino to fall. Yeah. I didn't read that anywhere. I'm literally just kind of assessing us. So again, no, no expert over here. Uh, but it is the breakdown of communication and not explaining up front. Hey, I, this is a, a connection point that we're missing that I need to feel connected yes. to you. That's a breakdown of communication. 
like literally not being able to share, hey, this is kind of what's going on. We're going through this shift. I'm not handling it really well. Like I need to like we need to talk about this. That's a breakdown of communication. And when that doesn't happen, your mind, my mind, our collective minds will create a story and then you will double down on that story in the physical world. Absolutely. Also, ah, I had a thought and it just fluttered out of my mind because of the point you made with social. I felt. hate when that happens. Oh, you trying to hold on to yeah, the Yeah, you were saying. Come back. Oh, it's gone. But essentially it boils down to like obviously communication. I think we've talked about that. Getting uh, the help and identifying your needs. Where has this broken down in terms of our um, connection points, in terms of our intimacy, and how can we make it better in like discussing those shifts in life even your kids moving uh out of the house like you becoming empty nesters huge shift that can cause feelings of no loneliness having kids can cause starting a new job um your husband going out on tour buying a new house losing a house you know what's also interesting about this um in your feeling you also create a world where the other person is enjoying life, yeah, not yeah, yeah. feeling what you're feeling. Honestly, the at the root beyond the the reason why the communication is so important is because I think the more dangerous part of loneliness, because it is a state of not mind, not a physical thing, yeah. is that your mind will project onto other people's other people the rejection that you've given yourself. Say more there. So if I don't think people like me, if I think I'm the fun snatcher and not the not the fun person, if I walk into a room and immediately that's the energy that I believe people are giving me. You play into that. Then you don't like me and you don't like me and you. They've F never you, said that. I was listening to that song today. Yeah, cool. Beyonce was going off on the people. So funny. It's such a visual. Even she, the audio, you just see somebody. She was doing. talking about her streaming. I said, I never listened to these lyrics the way I'm listening to them right now. She was going off. Anyway, uh, we just have to, I think that's why it's important to communicate because you have to challenge yes. what your mind will just. Your mind is brilliant, oh. creative, and making everybody else wrong. Your mind is not going to be like, here's where you messed up. What? No. That's for somebody else. Well, the, I'm going to tell you where they suck at it. I'm right. Because your mind doesn't know reality for, or like fact from fiction, it doesn't, know, it doesn't know the difference between your imagination and what's real. Whatever you told, tell it, it's holding on to. That, when Thanos got the reality stone and he said, now reality can be whatever I want. Yes. That is your mind. Absolutely. It is creating the reality. And then you put those people into role. Absolutely. Back to WandaVision for a second. Wanda was mind controlling all these people. And in her mind, they like this. Right. They was like, girl, let us go. But in like Hamilton says, you're the villain in your history books. Like, for example, Melissa and I, we uh, are me and the boys. We was uh, me and the boys watch all the fighting shows, Mm -hmm. Mandalorian, this and that. Melissa's not as into that as we are. But we was uh, watching um, the episode of Mandalorian, spoiler alert, but you should, if you watch it, you, this is not spoilers old. When Luke Skywalker came mm-hmm. and it's maybe episode nine or 10, whatever. Yeah. Last one. Me and the boys were going stupid. Melissa was like, I don't understand the, like, why this is so important. We're like, green lightsaber, X-wing. And she's just like, 
I don't fit in in this part. Let me go upstairs. And me and the boys are having the time of our life. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, we don't know that much neither. We just screaming because we recognize that dude is Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But back to what I think the thought I had in my mind I just came back. Did you finish that whole thought? No, because uh, the thought I wanted came back. Oh, I'm off my that. mind. Yeah, forget that. Yes. Oh. Uh, my mind creates a scenario where Melissa's doing things to me on purpose. And then it is not being affected by them at all. So when I'm on the tour, right, and we've had a, a rough interaction when I'm at home, and then I go on the road, and I'm exhausted because we're shooting podcasts, if, even for just tra- traveling. In mm-hmm. my mind, Melissa, I, I talk to her on the phone, but um, I don't see her, right? In my mind, she and Mel and Denny are having a carnival. <laughs> They're eating funnel cake. They're staying up late playing oh, Twister. Man. I mean, just time of their life, right? <laughs> when I actually talked to Melissa, okay, I done fell asleep on the couch. Mel was on the couch. We fell asleep at 10 Mel o'clock. spends the night over my house every weekend when they're out of town, and all we do is watch Netflix and follow. We literally Netflix and chill. In my mind, you guys go to Universal Studios. You guys fly to Aruba <laughs> because I'm sad and exhausted. Right. When I talk to you, I hear Mel, oh, Kev, excuse me for a moment. We're frolicking. We're frolicking and not very far. We're riding white, riding white horses. Oh, so much wine. Mel, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and when I come home, Melissa, Mel is gone. Yes. Danny's gone. The house is quiet. Melissa's not laughing. I'm like, oh, so all the fun been done had. <laughs> when I come home, all, boys in school, it's all quiet in the Western fun. As soon as I go, we went to Santa Monica. Oh, and I ain't going to no Santa Monica's. We did go to Santa Monica, but we yeah. went there because we were so incredibly sad. We were like, we should go do something not sad. And you told me that. <laughs> but in my mind, we're at the promenade. We're having prawns on the I mean, You know what I'm we saying? We had Mexican like, food. It was very good. But my mind creates a scenario that's not yeah. even the truth. And I could ask you what you done. Okay, we went and saw, like, we went to Dave and Buster's. Uh, they went to Dave Buster's Marcus and uh, uh, Danny because uh, his kids finna start school. In my mind, Melissa was there for eight hours. She was like, yeah, we was there for about an hour and 15. We came home. We was tired. <laughs> the kids was acting up. And I'm like, why my mind is making stuff that it ain't Listen. really be that way? You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's reflective of how I'm feeling about right. where we are. Right. Not the actual truth. The actual truth is you're actually feeling the disconnection, too. Yes. But in our minds, we become the world's greatest greatest authors, creators of the story, Man. and you're having the time of your life. And the truth is we're both ha- halfway across the uh, country sad. Yes. Anything else? And don't be having no funnel cake. Funnel cake is fun. You ain't never had funnel cake. Wheat. Is it? Yeah. Orange County Fair? Oh. oh, we should go. We I miss fair. That's one thing that we Washington was better. Yeah, Washington. The oh, the Puyallup fair, fair was, was amazing. We, we went every year. Oh, Melissa, twice she walked that fair pregnant. because she was almost about to give birth. And within a week. Yes. Yes. We took the boys. We the had labor. The, the scones. And we went to the Orange County Fair. And I was oh. like, this fair sucks. It's too big. It's too it's high. It's too big. I don't like it. No, I want to go to Pula a good fair. The fair was just like, I'm going to try that one. Because the OC fair, Let's we go. ain't been since. We Here had we a terrible experience. Weekend. Real quick, me, Mel, and Danny, a couple weeks ago before all of this stuff happened, we went to the Olive Garden. Actually, Isaiah. Is everything okay? I love Olive Garden. When I tell you we had the time of our lives. At Olive Garden? Yes. Yeah, you shade Olive Garden. You do. Well, I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, we, we, I Isaiah. We just, 
I, oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Have you ever dipped it in the Alfredo sauce? No, I have not. Oh. You dipping bread and sauce? I'll, I'll go after this. I'm going to Maggiano's Little Italy. No. We graduated from the Isaiah had us all the way. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Isaiah had us all the way out in Palmdale at a doggone ranch <laughs> for his friend's birthday party. And so we were like, I can't leave him out here. It's too far. We should go do something fun. And so we were like, we're in Palmdale. What's fun? Let's find something to eat. We went to this uh, Olive Garden. We sat there and ate to our heart's content. At the Olive Garden? You first of all, we were like Palm ballers, hundred dollars. <laughs> we got drinks. Mel is pregnant and got this mocktail, but it gave her the fizz like she was drinking alcohol. She had like three. Me and Danny were like, first of all, we're balling out, keep the drinks coming. We literally spent like seventy five dollars and seventy two cents and was like, This is phenomenal. See, in my mind, you guys are eating at Ruth's Chris. Y'all over here sloughing it up over. Uh, Don't ever shade Olive Garden. It was, I, I like Olive Garden. I just the didn't, you said it like it was time. <laughs> the time of my life. Try the breadsticks and get an extra side of Alfredo. Fat. Oh, it's so fat. It's so delicious. Dipping bread into pasta sauce and just eating that. Me too. I thought we was dipping in Zup in the sky. Oh. No, nah, you can't recreate that. It's like the first time you yes, have Yes, you sex. can because they give you that bag that's uh, heatable in the oven. Oh, I never did that. I've never had them. They always become chewy when I heat them back up. I also haven't been to Olive You're Garden. You're going wrong. Huh? They should not be chewy. chewy. Yeah, you got to put them in the oven. Everybody's a master of Olive Garden. It's, this is delicious. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode of The Love Hour. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, until, until, until the next one. Bye. Funnel cake!